one of the strippers had a visible wound. If she if she wants to know boring, she should have sex with me. And guys, I just wanted to say I love to receive Hello and welcome. We're back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com, episode 63. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for emailing us. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Also, hit up. We're in a position where we have a lot of life experience here. We want to help you. We want to be your life coaches. So any questions you have, you can email us at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Any sex, we've done some sex and relationship stuff here recently, so also reach us there at Fancy Sex, F-A-N-C-E-E-S-E-X. We're going to do more Fancy Sex at the at theballerlifestyle.com. Uh, we're going to do more uh, fancy sex columns. Um, so any sex and relationship questions you have go there. Um, also a- anything you want to just, just discuss in an open forum, do so on our Facebook page, Facebook, the baller lifestyle podcast on Facebook, like it, share it. Also voicemail nine, four, nine, four, six, four TBLS. And a- a- another thing you guys can be doing, you-, you need to tell your friends, you need to share our posts on Facebook. You need, we need you, we need your assistance to grow this show. Um, and, and one of the most important things you can do is go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, rate the show, give it five stars. I mean, give it four stars if you're an asshole, but give it five stars and um, leave, leave a rating, leave a comment. Um, that stuff helps. Um, so any little bit you can do, I mean, the show is growing by leaps and bounds as it is, but all the help we can get is much appreciated. So do that. Reach out, share us with your friends. Uh, today on the show, Adrian Peterson. When last he's a running back, in case you didn't know that, he went to Oklahoma, so that that should tell you something. He's pretty dumb, um, and we, we learned that he was real dumb when we found out that he was beating his small toddler with a stick. Um, well, now he's trying to weasel his way out of his out of Minnesota, but also we just found out breaking news that he threw himself a themed 30th birthday party with all sorts of fucking weird extravagances and a guest list and all sorts of stuff happening. And we're going to talk about Adrian Peterson's themed 30th birthday party. Also, question to the group. What's more embarrassing? WWE fans who dress up to attend wrestling events or being an adult who likes wrestling. Uh, we're going to broach that topic as well. Um, also, there's a mother and son team in Florida. There's a, it's a team stolen toothbrush syndicate that we're definitely going to talk about that. There's all sorts of crime that I didn't even know was crime. Uh, so that, that's one we're going to get into. All, keeping in the family theme, a fa- there was a father and son shooting over orange juice, also in the South, no... Surprise there. Um, There's a Home Depot employee that was fired for having a very special tattoo in a very special place. And a woman who spent eight days in the psych ward for claiming that Barack Obama follows her on Twitter. Spoiler alert, he does. Um, And, of course, 
Fancy Pop, a lot going on in Fancy Pop. Rob Kardashian firing shots at his sister, Kim Kardashian, on Instagram. Uh, More from the Kardashians. Scott Disick has made his way to rehab. All sorts of reality TV news and information. Celebrity gossip. Uh, The Pam Anderson divorce is heating up. We will discuss all of that later when Kate joins us for Fancy Pop. Uh, Before we get into all that, before we get... Let's get the show started, and to get the show started, we need my main man, former Bond hawker, Hoboken's finest. Of course, I'm talking about Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm still uh, drying out from a a rough weekend with my buddy in Pittsburgh. Um, I I saw you karaokeing, and there was was a little disturbed by the picture I saw. Well, first, let me give you a little background. Um... So I was there for the the. I have a college buddy there, and uh, we watched NCAA tournament games there. Had a good time, a lot of boozing, and then he tells me the night before I'm leaving. He said, "Hey, you know, can you do me a favor and pack uh, a non a non pair of jeans and non sneakers and a college shirt?" Because oh my oh my god, hold on, let me guess. He wanted you to go to church with him. <laughs> No, 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 no. We we wouldn't be friends if that were the case. But okay. uh, but he is a golfer, and oh. he was applying to a country club, and there was some sort of like new membership thing that he had to attend. Yeah, and so I was like, "All right, I'll go with you." Like, fine. And it was the worst. It was it was beyond the worst in terms of like just. The schmoozing with like it was like every bad stereotype, like really right. old, stuffy people, like just creepy. Put it on the Underhills account. Yeah. Was it was yeah. was I there mean, World War One music playing he, a la Karate Kid? Yeah, he, the Cotillion at was, Karate Kid. It was like that, and yeah. he had some friends there that were uh, were around our age that that seemed perfectly fine but i got trapped in random conversations because they're trying to get new members so they're just uh singling people out and i go over just to get something to eat i go over to the carving station oh nice and rib yeah and Uh guy put something on my plate and i'm taking my and i'm 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 just about to uh grab a fork to leave and the guy goes meat huh and i was like yeah he goes you know what day of the week it is and i was like uh friday friday and he's like, Lent? And I was like, uh... Is it, is it a Catholic club? Why were they well, serving me? I, I mean, I assume, it, in my mind, every country club is a, is a waspy club, so... Right, of course. You know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I, I was like, yes. Yes, it is Lent, isn't it? And then I just took a big bite. I just... Okay. just <laughs> a big bite, like, we're not... We've got, we've got nothing to discuss here, buddy. So anyway... Oh, weirdo. So anyway... Uh, yes. near my buddy's house is a place called Bariogi, and it's this just seedy strip club in which you sing yes. karaoke. And so I said to my buddy, and cause he, he's been there enough in his lifetime. He doesn't feel like going there. I was like, you just dragged me to the country club. We're going to Bariogi. And nice. so it was my buddy, his wife, and they brought their neighbors who were really like not digging the whole scene. They were like. Oh no! Like I don't know if we want to be friends with these people. I may have ruined a friendship. Oh, that's awesome! But I went in there and just we we just we were only there for about a half hour because the the strippers were disgusting and yes. 
they were the strippers were smoking. One of them was wearing a surgical sock. Um, so I just wanted to pick the worst song to. Uh, that's the goal to go in there and pick the wait, worst song the, to sing. Wait, to. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Are are you glossing over the fact that you went to a karaoke strip club where one of the strippers had a visible wound? Oh, the last time I was there, or two times ago, like, you know, like 10 years ago when I went there, a woman had a full knee brace. Like a full, one of those, <laughs> one of those like, you know, offensive linemen got rolled up knee yes, braces. Yes, and she was just yes. pivoting on stage, and there was like a <laughs> squeaky knee. It was fantastic. It's unbelievably <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so, continue. So you just try to pick, and so like the last time I was there, I think I sang, I think I sung, uh, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Because there's nothing funnier than a chick trying to be sexy while listening to, like, Ray Parker Jr. So this one... Oh, so, so you karaoke and the chicks strip while you're yes, karaoke. Yes, it's, it's, okay. it's an amazing experience. But, like, yeah. it's, it wouldn't be an amazing experience for, like, two hours. It's just you right. go there for, you know, everybody gets a song in and a couple drinks, and then you just get the fuck out of there. So I chose She's Gone by Hall & Oates. And, oh, that's uh, a jam. Yeah, because like that's a pretty. I mean, the guy's talking about carbon monoxide and how bummed he bummed out he is. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I never analyzed the lyrics. Yeah, I just thought his, I, I just thought his bay yeah, left him. Let the carbon monoxide take my thoughts away. <laughs> and the chick's <laughs> oh pivoting. God. It was fantastic. Oh, uh, that, that, that's so, awesome. So yeah, and then unfortunately, uh, there were some bad flight price and timing options. So I. Decided to make the drive, which it's a little too long to Pittsburgh. That's a six-hour drive. Ooh, that's pretty far by yourself. Like four hours is is doable. Yeah. Six is too much. And my God, the middle of Pennsylvania. I mean, between New York and Pittsburgh, there's nothing. It's it's Alabama. It, there's nothing going on. It's just some farms and a, like a few trek, truck stops and then just nothing going on. Like There's Amish. Did you see any Amish? I, I feel like that's on a different route. Oh, you know, oh, like okay. there's nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, if I saw the scene from Witness, I would have gone and put some ice cream on somebody's nose. I mean, and, and it's amazing. Like there would just be like, oh, no, no food or gas for 70 miles when you when you're trying to size up if you needed to get yeah. gas. And the stops at any of those stops were just like, hey, here's four adult stores and, uh, you know, some truck stops. It's so like, yes. what do truckers just go buy a bunch of dildos? Yeah. And like, I, just, yeah. I assume there are hookers in that area. That's Of course, butt plugs, right. lot lizards. Yeah. One-stop shopping. But, uh, yeah, that was my weekend. Interesting. Wow. That is that is a great, great story. Uh, Barioke, that sounds like my kind of place. I don't karaoke. Well, I've, I've I've never karaoke. I have no problem. I I, I enjoy s- singing in the sense that I probably care. I have gone karaoke like once every four to five mm-hmm. years, kind you're, of thing. You're, you're quite the extrovert. I notice. Not really, not really. But mm-hmm. I have no problem with with doing that every several years. But I I would I'm more averse to going to strip clubs at this point. Oh yeah. I used to I used to go sometimes. Yeah. With a group of guys, and like, just as you get a little older and the game slows down, you're like, Jesus, this is just, just depressing on many levels. To concur, yeah, it's not not my scene at all. I haven't been to one in a very long time. Okay, you okay. want to hear some e- emails? Let's do it. First email. This is from Len in PA. Brian Ed Fancy. 
I've recently been getting very angered by people who feel it's necessary to take one biteful of every offering at the salad bar. Myself, I limit it to three. Spinach, celery, and green peas with a splash of vinegar and oil. I got a huge problem with that, first of all. There's only one color. You You have to have multiple colors in your salad. Done in 15 seconds, but I am forever getting behind the person who is trying to jam one of everything into the smallest available container and taking forever. And I'm not talking about some elaborate salad bar at a high-end eatery. There's no such thing. This is just the local supermarket one. Am I out of line here, or does every item at Salad Bar Guy meet Ed's qualification as a monster? I don't want to be pushy, so I just lay back, but it's cutting into my lunchtime. Please advise Len in PA. This is a good email. Ed, what are your thoughts? Well, I am opposed to salad bars because, mm-hmm. like you sort of indicated, there's no such thing as like a high-end salad bar. Maybe in the 80s, but not, not that modern doesn't, times. It doesn't yeah. exist. Yes. And I, 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 I'm not saying that I'm anti-salad. I I eat it as a necessary evil. I'm not right. going to be one of those monsters that pretends that's the best option to eat. Like, oh, yes. I, you could have salad or steak, but no, nothing's better than salad. Like, you yes. can find salads you can enjoy on some level, but you're doing it as a necessary evil. But yes. no, no salad bars. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to critique anyone there because if you're at a salad bar, you're as much of a monster. Um, I do occasionally for lunch. I like, you know me, I keep it healthy. Um, occasionally, if I don't, you, I bring my lunch. I'm one of those guys. I, I, uh, I bring, I'm the guy, you know what I do? You stink that, up the lunchroom. Yeah, whatever I have the break for dinner room. the night before, I just bring the leftovers and I eat that for lunch. So today, for instance, it was salmon. Had some salmon last night, it was delicious. This work, the, today it worked. So you, you stunk up the office with salmon? For, Broader. Well, you know what? I'm not sure if it was the salmon or the Brussels sprouts that oh, I also Jesus. microwaved. I, are you are you established as the office villain? I mean, yes. everyone must talk about you. Yes, absolutely. And the other day we we had some customers coming in, and I went. We have two separate microwave areas, and I went to microwave, and I was reprimanded. I was stopped by the Jeez. owner of the company, and he's like, "Oh." fish and he pointed at me and i'm like yeah and he's like don't microwave that and, what I'm, and an he's asshole. like he's like and i'm talking about you not the i know owner. i know he's like we got some people coming in so i had to go out to the the outer to to where the the workers are yeah. and the, everyone was shocked to see me microwaving my lunch out there that said occasionally when i don't have lunch when i don't have leftovers i will bounce out to whole foods and make myself a salad and I don't, you know, I have certain items that I get, but I, you got to have a few colors in there. You can't go with only green items in a salad. That's crazy. Mm. That's insane to me. That's, I, don't, that's, I don't know. That might be worse than getting a little bit of everything. I don't particularly care about the color thing. Like, Spinach, it, celery, and green peas, and you it, call that a salad? That's sounds, not a salad. It sounds like a bit of a bummer of a salad, but I don't, that's a I don't bummer know if I, salad. If you're eating salad, who cares about the color? You're just, you're just getting through it. You're plowing through it. Right. Okay. Well, spinach very healthy. Start with the base of spinach, and then build from there. Get you know, throw like a few carrots. tomatoes on there. I like yeah, carrots. carrots. Maybe some uh, some of that purple cabbage. Depends. Get and and hit the protein. Hit the protein hard. Get some chicken in there. Some turkey. Maybe an egg. And a hard boiled egg. Okay. Uh, next email. This is from. Uh, this is from our 
loyal listener writes a bill. Am I the only person alive that doesn't give a shit about March Madness? Look, I understand if that's your deal, but you don't have to shove it in my face 24-7 for an entire month. It only lasts two weeks. For ESPN latches on to March Madness and sucks it dry like Lisa Ann on a sodium-heavy diet. Good one there, writes a bill. And college basketball guy defends this stuff so much it makes soccer guy think he should take a chill pill. Unless you go to that school or went to that school or are related to a player, I don't know why you would have any possible interest in a number seven versus number eight regional game. Uh, I guess they've pre- progressed beyond tying their shoelaces. Okay. And then he goes on to talk about what Bruce Jenner's sex change. Um, Ed, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest sports fan in the world, but... As far as sporting events, I think that the, the best. NCAA tournament is like the best thing the there is. Best. <laughs> and the the reason that people care about the number seven and number eight team plan, usually a lot of times those are the best games, is because they have money wagered on it. Like the reason people care about every other sport right. because they've bet on it. There's ga- there's reasons to gamble. There's also people to hate. I mean, it. I don't give a shit about. Uh, you know, half the schools that have beaten Duke over the years, but like when uh, shit like Lehigh beat Duke last yes. year, the year before, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Great. I don't care yeah. about Lehigh athletics, but there's something fun about cheering for an underdog and like a true underdog that has like way less resources. Yeah, but it's single elimination, and that's why it, it's better than that's why it's better than all the other uh, playoff formats except for the NFL. But the NFL, those are professionals. And I think there's more variables. Like if a college guy is having a bad start to a game, he might get more nervous and there's much more ups and downs. I I love the the unpredictability. I think it's fantastic. I'm a fan. I love all the Cinderella's. I love five, seven white guys that can just do nothing but shoot the three. And you know that that's it. There's, they, they have no future in the NBA after that. But like, there's something about like some of these guys will take over the tournament. And that that that's the highlight of their life. It's kind of it's cool to watch that, and not think about the NBA. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Uh, in call amateur sports in general, I much prefer to professional sports. So I, I do not, you know, I don't not the like I'm not sitting there like a bunch of my friends went to Vegas and stuff for the opening weekend, and I don't really gamble and bet, and I have a life, but you know, I'll, I'll throw it on. And of course, I'm following my Bruins, my <laughs> Bruins into the Sweet Sixteen. Big matchup against Gonzaga, who last we played in the tournament cried when the Bruins were finished. So <laughs> look for that to happen again. And, and one last thing about the okay. ESPN, they latch yes. on to everything. They beat everything of into course. the ground. Like yeah. that's the what would they be beating into the ground if that weren't going on? A Sabres Avalanche game or like? Well, no, they they never talk about hockey because they don't show oh, hockey. They're right. they, but yeah, but I'm they, just saying like what they'd be over analyzing some. Uh, pitcher in preseason that's given up too many home runs because he's trying out a nude pitch. Like it's a it like they just they'd beat anything to the ground. Um, yeah, or yeah, mostly especially the NFL. But yeah, totally agree. I don't I, I don't like like I like watching sports. I don't like watching people talk about sports. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch sports that are. I don't mind if it's like ESPN news at a bar. That's pretty cool. Like you, yeah. you just want to see I've, some highlights. All the games are over. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't want to see Stephen A. Smith debating with Skip Bayless. 
Uh, concur. Okay. And lastly, our main man Rome show weighs in. Gents, like you, love the email on the coworker who didn't swing his arms while walking and put up a lunch <laughs> sign. The best. Uh, just um, for the benefit of the listener, episode 62, go back and listen. Zach in Denver had a very important – this is the kind of – this is how we can coach you guys. This is – we have a lot of knowledge. Zach in Denver knows that. He reached out to us about a workplace issue he was having regarding a temp that sat and ate his lunch in his cubicle and also put up a sign that just said lunch on it. Hmm. To continue, it was brilliant. However, lost in the glory was the fact that our guy rolls with chili for lunch in the <laughs> office. I would argue that a lunch that's a lunch protest in itself. A zero fucks given lunch, if you will. A yep, I may go into that office stall for a few, and I want you to know why. Chili for lunch. <laughs> Passive aggressive move. All the best, Rome Show. Uh, I, I agree, but I agree on a different level. First of all, chili for lunch. If you're eating chili, chili is a, a high topping ratio food. So if you're bringing chili and you really want to eat chili, you got to bring some nah. some cheese, some you, onions. You could, I like a little could, cilantro. I, I mean, chili's a great food, but that's great. But you could go without toppings if you're doing yeah. it for lunch. Yeah, you could do it. And here's the other thing: we're talking about microwaves, chili takes about 57 reheats. you got to heat it up for a couple minutes. <laughs> and it's going to smell up the office, which you clearly don't care about. It definitely is. It's you got to re-stir that. Not as much reheat. as salmon. Oh, I do say that I, I brought some Dover sole. I, I'm known to bring fish two to three days a week. Yeah, you're a monster. And, and always with veggies, and those veggies are broccoli, Brussels sprouts, just... Asparagus, smelly one, yeah, asparagus, all smelly. All of the stinkiest vegetables. Uh, Okay, we also have a voicemail. It's like we can't even get into the show topics because we have so much correspondence to get to. (laughs) Here we have a voicemail. Again, loyal listener, Mark the Nomad. He always brings us good content, and this is no exception. Let's take a listen to what Mark the Nomad has to say. Hey guys, and Fancy, what's going on? I um, I wanted to share this message with you guys a couple of weeks ago. This is your boy Mark the Nomad, and uh, I figured um, with Ed Daly being so enamored with dongs and this being the dong show of record, I would share with you that from 03 to 05, I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I can definitely tell you that Warren Sapp's nasty disposition is most likely the result of what he's packing, what kind of heat he's packing, because he is not packing much. And uh, he's just a vile man with a tiny dick. <laughs> um, and shockingly, the dude with the craziest amount of heat that you wouldn't expect would be former fullback extraordinaire Mike Allstott, who had this ridiculous dong that was almost uncomfortable to look at. Clearly, I mean, looking at any dong is uncomfortable, but looking at Allstock's dong was really kind of messed up because he had these giant, massive tree trunk thighs and then this huge dong. The only way I could really describe it is if, like, you saw a cartoon picture of, of Snoopy 
with the giant ears and that giant nose just dangling below. It's a little disturbing to think about, but I figured I'd share that with you because I know how much you guys dig this kind of information. Have a good one. Wow. Uh, okay. First things first. That was those were the opinions that was that was reported by Nar- Mark the Nomad. That, that that is not independently verified information, but we will operate as though it is true. Um, makes Ed, a lot of sense. A lot going on there. A lot happening makes a lot of sense. It's like <laughs> very clear. Um, although I would say I would picture Mike Allstott being well endowed because he's like runs into a lot of stuff with his head. Yeah. He was a, he was a power. Yeah. He was all power. Big guy. You know, he's got like, he's really strong. Like I could, I could picture that. And also same with sap. Like he's a dick. He's a jerk. And a lot of times people that are jerks like that, they have an underlying reason. They have something. That's why he's not tipping. That's why he's not tipping at restaurants. Something on them that they don't feel confident about. And in this case, I could really see that. Um, Your thoughts on that voicemail, Ed? I think it was great. I, I, we, we need more man on the street reports. Concur. So, uh, I, and like you said, we're just going to go as if this is fact. Of course. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know one more bad thing about Warren Sapp. Uh, as am I, and good for you, Mike Allstott. I hope things are yeah. going okay. Yeah. Um, cause I, I mean, Snoopy knows, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's right. That's impressive. Yeah, Beagle Snout, old Beagle Snout Allstott. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, okay, Ed, let's get into it. What is going on? This is a sports show, for God's sakes. Yeah, let's, let's get, get to into it. what's happening in sports. What is going on? What do we need to know about? Child abusing free agent running back Adrian Peterson celebrated his 30th birthday recently with some friends in Texas. The party featured a 12-foot ice bar, a cake shaped like a palace, costumes, and the guest of honor showing up on a camel. Brian, what's the worst part about being a camel? Living in the hot, dry desert? Being the mascot of a discount tobacco company? Having your feet be synonymous with tight-fitting pants in the vagina region? Or being ridden by a 220-pound running back who doesn't realize he's not a four-year-old girl. <laughs> when they race camels in places that they race camels, they yeah. try to find the smallest possible. Yeah. They, they get 220 young boys. pounds. Peterson's <laughs> no small jockey. He's massive. Also, this guy makes 15 million bucks a year, Ed, and based on the fact that he threw himself, that he A, threw himself a party where he arrived on a camel, and two, had an ice sculpture bar, and also has somewhere in the vicinity of seven children that we know of, I would like to take the under on five years after retirement when he files for bankruptcy. Yeah, that sounds about right. And like, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm not a big, we've talked about not being big birthday guys. Of I course. see if somebody throws you a party, like sure. it'll come at 30th, you know, is it, is it one of those decade marks? Maybe somebody throws you a party. seems like he threw himself and he was he obsessed did. with like an Arabian, like he was into Aladdin or something. He, sh- all... he showed up dressed as a genie. Yeah. On a, on a dromedary. He looked like, um, Johnny quest. There was Johnny quest and Johnny quest had a buddy. Oh, 
he, no. He looked like that guy. What was that guy called? Johnny I, Quest? I'm afraid, I'm afraid to say what I yeah. think his buddy's name is. Because it might be racist. It, I think his buddy's name was Haji. Haji. It was Haji. That's why yeah, I, I was, was afraid to say it. He, lo- he looked like Haji. Uh, yeah, he's he's for sure going to go broke. Ice sculptures cannot be cheap. I, I'm saying that ice bar that he had, that 12-foot ice bar, was at least eight grand. And you're not, I'll tell you right now, you're not getting a camel to show up for less than 1200 bucks. Yeah, That's just all there is to it. A camel is a $1,200 item. No question. Plus, he had to rent the costumes. Like, what a fucking waste of money. Like, you're rich. <laughs> I get it. Throw a party, but do it smart. Do it, you know, spend it on the booze and the food. And And have some fucking dignity. Yeah, have some dignity. Don't show up in costume. Like, what the fuck is that? Okay, next story. All right. Group of 10 longtime pro wrestling fans were treated rudely by WWE officials at a taping of WWE Raw in Des Moines, Iowa last week. After showing up at the ringside seats dressed as former WWE superstars... Officials demanded they change their costumes because they were too distracting. Chris Lawfer, a member of the group dressed as the Ultimate Warrior, posted a letter on Reddit that said, It sounds cliche and corny, but I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. We all are. Lawfer then said, You have to swallow your pride to do so, but we really enjoy going to WWE shows in our ridiculous outfits. Lauder, who describes himself and his group of friends as college-educated professionals ranging in age from 28 to 40. Oh, my God. Uh, the group was given free T-shirts promoting current WWE superstars, including John Cena and the Usos. Uh, no clue. No clue. <laughs> no idea. The yeah. WWE responded with an apology and gave everyone in the group free tickets to an um- upcoming show. Brian, what's the saddest part of the story? Pro wrestling fans? college-educated pro wrestling fans, pro wrestling fans ranging from the ages of 28 to 40, something called the Usos, guys in costumes, pro wrestling fans using Reddit, or or the WWE apologizing by giving out more wrestling tickets. (laughs) I mean, Jay, all of the above. That's a real Sophie's choice. It was one of the saddest stories I've read in a long time. Everybody, Everybody involved was sad. Yeah, like here, come to, here, come to more wrestling. Like, what? No, you're an adult. Y- you know who should have been the one to tell these assholes not to dress up, Ed? Oh, they're fucking dads. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You guys are adults, Ed. I'm not, I'm not like too proud to admit this, but there was a time that I was also a pretty big wrestling fan. Like, I never, I had enough dignity not to go to any events. But I would, you know, I'd watch it on the USA Network or whatever channel it was on. But then I turned 11. (laughs) And I realized, ah, this isn't, you know, like, I don't want my friends knowing that I watch this. And I'm, you know, I'm like, it's not real. And what, like, they're all tan and greasy. And I I think I'm not going to do this anymore. There there were enough normal mainstream people into it in my life. So I recognize yeah. it was a thing that like normal kids were into, but I was never into it. It just it, I didn't get it. Maybe because my dad, like early age, just was like, "Oh no, that's all fake. You know, yeah. you don't want to watch that." So like I just I just never was into it. Hashtag hero. <laughs> um, I just pictured like they all like how do they know who's gonna be whom? Like I picture these guys really duking it out to see who gets to be the road warriors or Kamala yeah, like, the Ugandan like, headhunter. Like do they take turns or how, how do they even figure this out? I, I was going to be the warrior, ultimate warrior today. Yes. Like, I oh. wanted to be the Usos. What the oh, and he, is that, and is the that picture, multiple people? Yeah, and the picture um, 
the picture shows that like they are all like nine or what ten different guys that even I recognize and I didn't watch wrestling. Like yeah. they were all somebody. Right. That yeah, you couldn't do you could the two of you like if you and I if I showed up to pick you up and I was Hulk Hogan and you came out and you had the handlebar mustache, <laughs> like, I'm the, a Hulk Hogan. the do-rag, and I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? You need to go change. Like, <laughs> I told you I was going to be Hogan tonight. You need to go fucking change and be the road warriors or but the yeah, ultimate warrior. Yeah, there was a Macho Man Savage in the group. Like, there, there was – I think there was an Andre the Giant. Like, everyone uh, filled a role. Uh, it was real sad. So, and then and then they showed they showed a picture of them wearing the new t-shirts and like yeah I don't know what was going on with the huh. Usos they were really proud of that yeah uh, <laughs> there's still just nothing really nothing sad. as sad as adults who watch wrestling but at okay. least they get to go to another event uh, yeah oh yeah excited for them uh, okay Ed mother and son arrested oh. in one hundred thousand dollar toothbrush theft scheme. <laughs> You want to you want to just take a guess? You got there's 50 states in the union. I'll I'll, I'll spot you Puerto Rico and Guam, Tonga, well, any uh, any of the territories you want. Go, you want to go ahead and eeny, guess? Eeny, meeny, miny, Florida. Yeah, a mother and son from Apopka, Florida, are the suspected ringleaders of an unusual theft scheme. Police say Clint Curtis, with a superfluous S, 44, and Mary Curtis, 64, led a group they say is responsible for stealing more than $100,000 worth of toothbrushes in the past year. (laughs) The theft... Thefts happened at Publix, Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS stores throughout Central Florida. Police say the ringleaders stole electronic toothbrushes worth more than $100 and would then visit other stores to buy replacement heads. They then, there are a lot of, see, this is, this is criminals. This is like a lot of thought. So and much work. work. So much <laughs> work. That, like, you could have gotten a real job and probably excelled at it. Uh, they, they, they then altered receipts to make it appear they had also bought the toothbrushes. Employees would process the return and give them their money back. Ed, <laughs> this seems like a tremendous amount of work. How often do you and your mother get together for some oral health-related criminal activity <laughs> bonding? I think we've done... This might be like our third mother-son crime-related story. I, I, it blows my mind. Like, the conversations I have with my mom, I, I can't yes. imagine pulling off the no. most simple, like, hey, mom, we're going to steal no. a pack of gum. There would take so much conversation yes. and talks about talking about it and, hey, wait a second. Oh, let's, let's just, you know, touch base again. These people amassed $100,000 worth of toothbrushes at CVS. They were working together for, like, something like four years on this thing. Yeah, that's a that's a little too that's much all- mom time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that is a ton of time with your mom, especially yeah. a mom who's as ugly as this mom, <laughs> Mary Curtis. Yes, I mean I'm not saying you would hang out with your mom based on her attractiveness, okay. but if she, but if she's yes. this unpleasant to look yes. at, it's got to be hard to spend she, she that much can't time. Be, and and her gig is stealing toothbrushes, so she can't be that nice. Who okay. do you think preps the idea? Oh, it's 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 the son's idea. The son, for but sure. like, yeah. what kind of mom is like? Well, I, I knew you could. I knew you could apply yourself. Yes, I'm so proud of you, son. This toothbrush scam is great. Yeah. From George Zimmerman to Gloria Estefan, there's just nothing good about that. Yes, state. and you've got to figure in Florida, like there's 
all like all mothers and sons are ringleading some sort of crime syndicate. <laughs> you know, they're they're like, hey, the the Joneses across the street have a fucking sweet microwave stealing scam at Best Buy. Like, yeah. what's up? We need to step our game up. What what do you think about toothbrushes? There's <laughs> there's only a matter of time beto- be- before there's a mother son uh, face eating team. Yes, bath salts. <laughs> That's being worked on for sure. Okay, here's, an, here's another. This is a father-son. Baton Rouge police. Father shoots 18-year-old son after orange juice runs out. Oh, no. A Baton Rouge man was arrested early Sunday after he conve- confessed to shooting his 18-year-old son in the buttocks during an argument over orange juice. Eldridge Dukes, 58, and his son were fighting about the lack of orange juice in their North Baton Rouge home. The squabble escalated when the victim broke a porcelain vase and Dukes grabbed his 357 caliber handgun. Family members told detectives. Dukes chased the victim out of the house and down the street, firing at least three times. He, he was shooting to kill. Wow. He hit, he hit the and victim with a 357. Yeah, that's, that's, not, a that's not a BB gun. Yes. He hit the victim once in the buttocks, detective said. He was later arrested. Uh, Ed. Is there some sort of orange juice rationing happening in the South that I wasn't aware of? Like, just whoever finished it off, just run to the store and spend three bucks and get another bottle of it. Also, like, it, so- it so sounds much ridiculous. Sugar. It sounds ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I, I'd say when I go out for breakfast, well, like a brunch or something, I yes. enjoy some orange juice. Do you? Mm. Get get a small, just get a little little glass. But like, I do. I enjoy so much it. sugar. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. But you know, there's some questions to be asked. Yes. First of all, like, did the son... It's excessive. I'm not, I don't want to take the side. First of all, if you know your dad is named Eldridge Dukes and owns a three fifty seven, you yeah. probably don't, don't want to fuck with him. With him. Don't but fuck with him. did he do the move where he put to get he put the empty container back in the fridge? <laughs> That's a fucked up move. I'm, I'm just saying. That's I, a maybe, fucked up maybe move. Maybe not getting shot by a gun, but, like, yes. you know, you were asking for something. You should get your ass kicked and for sure. And then also... Like, we want to know how depraved these people are. Was this from concentrate? Like, I want to know what kind of orange juice. This fresh squeeze or from concentrate? Yeah. That is a good... Yeah, that's what we used to get bought when I was a kid. And it comes in a frozen thing. Yeah, we used to have that and it tasted like shit. Yes, you throw it in a pitcher and then you forget that it's got a defrost. So you're sitting there mixing it up, trying to break it up, mix it with some fucking water. Like, what? just drink water. It's a total waste of time. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Yes. Do they still have that? Do they... I don't... I don't know, but yes. I remember like that was that was like yeah. an every morning thing for me. Yeah, yeah, that's how we got all our juice back in the day. Those were hard times. And it was gross. Yes. Okay. The one story that everybody's been looking forward to: woman held in psych ward over Obama Twitter claim. <laughs> A Long Island oh hashtag I'm not crazy. A Long Island woman <laughs> insisted. A Long Island woman's insistence that President Obama follows her on Twitter (laughs) made doctors at the Harlem Hospital psych ward think she was delusional and suffering from bipolar disorder. (laughs) But she was actually telling the truth, a lawsuit charges. Cam Brock's frightening eight-day one-flew-over-the-cuckoo's-nest ordeal at the mental facility included forced injections of powerful sedatives (laughs) and demands... She Nurse down doses of lithium. Oh my goodness. She was she was like a day away from getting a lobotomy. They also indicate the doctors didn't believe the leader of the free world followed her on Twitter. 
though at Barack Obama follows over 640,000 accounts, including hers. They were also skeptical. She worked at a bank. I told the doctor Obama follows me on Twitter to show her the type of person I am. I'm a good person, a positive person. Obama follows positive people, Brock, whose Twitter handle is Akila Brock says. A, a, a master treatment plan from Harlem Hospital backs up the Astoria bank worker's story. She's apparently a Jamaican immigrant trying to make her way in, in this country. Ed, who's more deserving of a stint in the sanitarium? This only slightly delusional Jamaican immigrant or someone who purports to be the leader of the free world but follows 640,000 Twitter accounts? (laughs) Yeah, what what are you you gaining by that, Barrio? Uh, One. Yes. Bragging that you're being followed by someone who follows six hundred thousand yeah, crazy, no, no, but here's yes. here's here's the real. There's a real key phrasing of something that just tells you everything you need to know about her. She wasn't described as eccentric. She was described as an eccentric. That's <laughs> yeah, a big difference, right? Like Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes wasn't eccentric. He was an eccentric, right? You could be eccentric and like maybe you know I've known some people who like have like funky decorating styles yes. like something they're just eccentric people but like right. it, those are interesting people to be around in life you know it's good to have eccentric eccentricities in life I agree but but if you're described as an eccentric this is an excellent point then you are just a batshit crazy person yes. that nobody yes. enjoys being around nobody yes. and if you're Having dreams of making it big in the entertainment business, and you're not a waiter or a bartender, and you have no film credits or anything, then you're just a big weirdo. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's very telling that they they couldn't believe that she worked at a bank. Like, well, right. why not? Like, anybody could work at a bank. What's it? Well, like, right. she must be so crazy that they're like, no, it's impossible. They would they would never <laughs> allow her inside of a bank. No way Barry follows her. No way she works at a bank. Uh, okay, Ed. All excellent stories. I was really excited to get to that one. That was, that a, was a bonus good one. story. Yeah, very good. Yeah, too bad. Uh, too oh, bad she was able to escape before the chief uh, snuffed her out. Uh, Ed, we've t- we've done it all. We've done t- done email. We've corresponded with our listeners. We've learned about athletes' sizes, specifically yeah. early two thousands Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we we've discussed who Barry Obama follows on Twitter, Adrian Peterson's birthday. Uh, it's time to get into the celebrity news, the gossip, the stuff that we need brought to our attention so that we can be up to date on what is happening in that world. Uh, we do that here in a segment we call Fancy Pop with our own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. She joins us now, our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? I'm doing good. Much better than last week and a lot better than the week before. But you were, you good were, to hear. You were laid low. You were quite ill. And I was. You are, you are on the mend. I'm on the mend. I'm on antibiotics twice a day yes. for two weeks. Yes. Starting. You're, you're very excited yesterday. about that. Yes, I can tell. Uh, well, good to, good to see you're back and on your feet. Thank you. Tell us what is going on in the world of pop culture. What is happening 
in the world of celebrity news. What do we need to know about? I feel like we talk about this guy a lot, but I have to give you an update. We talked about Scott Disick. Yes. Okay, we've briefed boyfriend. we've briefed Ed Daly on who Scott Disick is. Ed, any do we need to do that again? No, remember? I I remember he is I, I don't know boyfriend or husband of of Kardashian. Boyfriend, good job. Yes, the boyfriend of the okay. oldest Kardashian. But sister. I did know that much. Okay. Yes. Okay, so very went, very wealthy. Apparently, he went to an experimental rehab in I, Costa Rica. I think Rica we talked about that last week. To yes. take um something called yes, he was going to do ayahuasca. No, iboga. Well, that sounds iboga? like a iboga. I, I call it of, iboga, but it's yes, ibogaine. Yes, it sounds like a poser version of ayahuasca. Ed, your thoughts? No, I, it's the same thing as ayahuasca. It's just psychedelic, yeah, crazy. It's like, right, exactly. right. Peyote, um, acid, okay, mushrooms. But I, I guess he's decided to check out early. So he's bailing on it, and um, we're not really sure why. He's cited that he has too many work commitments in LA. Did he at least get so, to do did, sure did he, he get to get high first? I bet he did. Okay, good for him. Um, the the success I, I I don't have any statistics, but I'm guessing the success <laughs> rate of people who check out early is zero point zero percent. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely anytime be you hear that that's finishing. somebody who you're gonna hear another story about them soon. Uh, right. Also he was spotted in Costa Rica hanging near um the bar in a nightclub called Rouge on ooh, Saturday night. Oh, that's not good. Um, and witnesses tell us he was, he also hit up a spot called Vertigo. So it sounds like this stint in there's experimental m- rehab's going pretty there's well. There's multiple nightclubs in Costa Rica? I'm like, sure there whoa, are. party. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like know there was anything but surfing and dirt roads. Yeah, me too. Um, so also when questioned at LAX on Sunday, Dr. Drew. Oh, Dr. Drew likes to weigh in. Um, of course like he does. Mm-hmm. He said he believes he doesn't that, like to provide solutions. Just he says he in. believes that Disick's in far worse shape than anyone believes because his choice of rehab is dangerous, generally used by heroin addicts, and he's destined to relapse. Well, this, Dr. Drew's a twelve-stepper. Yeah. Also, yeah. like relapse. I is believe a in twelve-step because you know why? Twelve-step's the only thing work. that works. It seems to work. Um, yeah, Statistically, I've, it's got the the biggest success rate. Right, Ed. Your thoughts. I believe in, uh, I agree that that doesn't sound like a good strategy, but I also believe we don't need to listen to somebody who tries to treat people on television. That's right. That's right. Ed, Ed's very anti-Dr. Drew. I which will not is have okay. any Dr. Drew. Just because he's, he's charming. I mean, he's yes. treating people on TV. It's a ridiculous <laughs> concept. He, all, he also gives advice on the radio. That's oh, true. Oh, well, that's much better. Like us. Mm. Like oh, actually, do. yeah. Oh, I mean, life let me take that back. On the, yes. on the, that's the, the only advice you should listen style. to. All right. Good, well, good luck to old Scott Disick. Hopefully he can get he sober. little kids. I want him to get better. I, me too. Okay. Um, okay. This next story is about one of my favorite train wreck couples. So we reported a while back that Pam Anderson was filing for divorce from her husband, Rick mm-hmm. Salomon, who she first married in 2007 before getting it annulled two months later. Then announced she was divorcing Rick. Um, then they remarried, and she announced she was di- um, divorcing him in July. They're married of last and divorced year. like three times. How many times has she been married? A and whole bunch. And she's also filed. This is the third time she's filed for divorce from the same guy. This no, in, since um, this, last year. Right. This There's is the guy that banged Paris Hilton. That <laughs> yes, that's, that's who she is. He that, is. Yeah, he's got a huge dong. Yeah, well, She's, so that seems to be a pattern. Pam for is generally credited with kicking off the sex tape craze um, when ha- honeymoon has- footage oh of her God. and Hashtag husband, size queen. Tommy yeah. Lee was leaked all over the mm-hmm. internet. That was 1995. That's, that's not all that was leaked. And, um, I'm still Salomon, having trouble. 
getting yeah. on a Fallon boat again. And meanwhile, he, he drove the boat with. They're that the thing. perfect couple because yeah. he he also um, had a sex is tape. the co-star of the right. infamous One Night in Paris yeah. tape, um, which made Paris Hilton a household name. So they both right. had huge um, sex tapes, and yes. So he, um, Rick Solomon's also got something else. The key, okay, the key, the, yeah, the key word the is story huge. is. Yeah. Here's the story. Pam um, has apparently been bored, frustrated, and not content sexually with Hub's Rick. Oh, my God. Which she reportedly explained to the 47-year-old in a breakup email in February, which outlines the reasons for their impending divorce after six months of marriage. Um, It's reported that the Baywatch babe, um, who is said to have been granted a restraining order against um, Salomon, who's a big time poker player, I guess. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't um, believe there's such thing as a big time poker player. Says she never wants to speak to Rick again or have anything to do with him or his dog Bumblebee. Mm. Um, Bringing the dog into the mix as part of <laughs> the it's legal a pretty documents. Shitty name for a dog, too. I gotta agree. I like <laughs> the I Rottweiler. Like, I like dogs with just regular like human names, like Steve. As part of the legal Don. <laughs> Don. Yeah. Can I say my story? Arnold. Okay, go on. Tell me when you're done. Herb. <laughs> Chet. Yeah, oh, that's a great one, Chet. Next dog I'm getting, I'm calling Chet. This, okay. This is where it gets good. As uh-huh. part of the legal documents for um, the recent restraining order, Pam alleges that Salomon tried to smother and strangle her during sex. Whoa. Um, it also claims that... That doesn't sound boring. That, right? <laughs> also claims she used that, the word um, boring. That, that um, Salomon flew into a rage in the middle of having sex in January... Um, and that he tried to strangle the actress and push a pillow over her face mid intercourse. Uh, you know what? If, I, she, if she wants to know boring, she should have sex with me because right. I, I, I'm I, not into <laughs> strangling and that kind of stuff. I, definitely not. I've had lots. Sound like I've had into it lots of feelings during sex. None of them rage related. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None, tend, none of them. I tend to stray me. from that. Yes, I, I normally have the opposite reaction during my intercoursings. Lots of thoughts. Yeah, lots, it's lots of those. Lots of positive thoughts, and I don't try to choke or smother. Maybe anyone. he realized she named her dog Bumblebee, and he was no, like, "All right, I got to fucking dog. choke." Oh, all right. Maybe she made fun of him for naming yeah. his dog Bumblebee. And this is disturbing. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he's like, "Oh my god, I just, I just remembered she fucked Kid Rock." God damn it! No, no. And then he just loses his shit every time. Like every time he thinks about her getting boned by Kid Rock, or maybe he has like a um, a PTSD to one of the the Oh Baby, I Love You So Much scenes from the uh, infamous Pam and Tommy. Yeah, sex I can't tape. go on a boat anymore. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, yeah, so things have really deteriorated. He's also accused her of terminating multiple pregnancies of his. She's too goddamn old to be get pregnant. What's he talking about? Well, I don't know. Maybe this was yeah. before. Uh, apparently. Yeah, probably for know. the better. He also has called her a slut and a crack whore. Uh, what no, a that wasn't very nice. He, well, he doesn't seem like the nicest guy. She claims that he won $40 million playing poker that. last uh, year. Ed, are you buying that? Um, no, no, I don't even think there's any way you could sort of justify, well, he lost 40 million and made filter. No, I think he, he was nowhere close to any of those. Right. If he won 40 million, he lost 42 million. Right. That's my point. Okay. Continue. Um, okay. Next story. Uh, Another Kardashian family oh, member. Oh, thank God. My favorite, Rob, who I've been very do, worried about. Do you want us, Ed, do you Rob need a Kardashian. refresher on who Rob Kardashian is? You, I, what I remember from like a year ago is he was disinvited from uh, the That's wedding right. with Kanye West, Ed. right? No. 
Yes. He went. He oh, was invited he because he he's early. the brother, oh, and then he I bounced mean, like the day before the wedding but because he. That's fat. pretty good that I came. That I knew. That, that. I'm good. really impressed We're, with that. I, I thought you were yeah. right, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had to leave because he was too fat to be seen at a wedding. He's just suffering from depression. Yeah. And social anxiety, yes. apparently. Anyway, he's been totally MIA for months, and then out of the blue the other day, he posted a photo on his Instagram page on Sunday um, of. Uh, the character, the actress from a scene in Gone Girl, the the crazy, the crazy yeah, the, character, right. which covered in blood. The wife, the <laughs> Gone Girl. And, and in yeah. the picture, she Amy something. when she comes back and mm-hmm. she's covered in in blood. After mm-hmm. she, after she, yeah, she murders once again. With the yeah. caption, "This is my sister Kim, the bitch from Gone Girl." Yeah, shots fired. Um, and like, it's the only picture Rob, he's deleted Rob. all. He's deleted all the other Instagram pictures. It's the only one there. And he also that day unfollowed all his family members on Instagram. Rob, I, like I, until today, I was I was indifferent to the entirety of the Kardashian clan. I can't believe I made that alliterative. Mm-hmm. They would love that. <laughs> um, but but now henceforth from now on. I'm, He's your favorite. I'm a Rob Kardashian a fan. fan. Of all the Kardashians, so we're not I like sure, him best. We're not sure what's going on with Rob. Um, he has since re-followed all his family members. Uh, what, what is he Fuck implying, him. though, with that Gone Girl reference? Is he just mm. trying to shit on her? Or is he trying to imply... Like, I don't know. I mean, that, that woman <laughs> disappeared and tried to I get her know. husband. I think like that the, she's kind of like the puppet master of the family and everyone's mm, kind of like mm-hmm. scared of her. Maybe she just he's just saying she's a crazy bitch. Could be. And he's just not really good with like metaphors. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, everyone's favorite Mad Men actor John Hamm has just completed a 30-day rehab program mm. for alcohol abuse just days oh, before no. the premiere of the last season of Mad Men. We're told Hamm checked himself into Silver Hill Hospital in New Canaan, Connecticut, at the end of Feb. Mm. Ham's um, reps made the announcement that, with the support of his longtime partner, Jennifer Westfeld, John Ham recently completed treatment for his struggle with alcohol addiction. Really? So, tease and peace to Don Draper. Yeah. And so, yes. it's, a, it's, it's, a brave, it's a brave move, but he got help. Good dude. 12 step help. Uh, yeah. He seems, he seems like an affable fellow. Seems totally like, does. Seems like a really nice guy. Also and- huge. Uh, yeah, he's been. Oh, that, yeah, those he's pictures. We've rumored, seen those pictures. They are. They are. Rumored to have a massive. Dom- makes me lightheaded looking at those. Pictures. <laughs> only thing, the only kind of issue I have with him, very close friends with Joe Buck. Oh yeah, that that's a real problem. Both yeah. out of the St. Louis area. I mm. think they grew up together. Went to the same prep school. I, I mean, I thought it was I Paul Rudd that he was buddies with. I didn't realize Joe Buck was part of that. Group. They're all three buddies. Um, oh, love no. Paul Rudd. Love John Hamm. Obviously, not a Joe Buck fan. Nobody so, is. There's no. Yeah, I bet no even one. Jack Buck wasn't a Joe Buck fan. Uh, you know, former former Baller Lifestyle podcast guest Travis Rogers. Yeah. Big Joe Buck fan. Yeah. Oh, no. The only no. Joe Buck fan. Yeah, I think he does a great job. I don't great know job. That's not an easy job. He does a great job. I, I don't know who Joe Buck is. Yeah, you, you that's, that's, that's the best thing anyone could ever say. Because yeah, no that's one, all he wants you to know, who he, Joe yeah, Buck is. He's very blasé. He's very bland. Right, right. Uh, okay, is that it in for Fancy Pop, Kate? For today, that is a wrap on Fancy Pop. Outstanding. Okay, guys, reach out to us. I want you to follow all of us on Twitter. Oh, please do. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Easy Ed Daily. Easy Ed Daily. Follow 
Fancy Sauce, F-A-N-C-E-E, Sauce. Follow me, Brian Beckner. There's only one way to spell Brian. And guys, I just wanted to say yes. I love to receive your um, relationship oh. Oh. and, and yes. sex oh. questions. Oh. I love to answer them. So yes. either write to us at the Baller Lifestyle email or yes. what would be easier if, if you liked us on Facebook and you just sent a Facebook message. Yeah, you can message us on Facebook. You can start a conversation on one of our Facebook However posts. However you want. You can reach us on Twitter. You can voicemail us, 949-464-TBLS. You can email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, fancysex at theballerlifestyle.com. Become a part of the program. Tell your friends. Do all that bullshit I said at the beginning of the show. Go on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Do Tell your friends. Um, click five stars. Do all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, until, <clears throat> until next week. You guys have anything else? No, that's... Mm-hmm. that's- Ed? You covered it. Ed, you want any more pot shots at Dr. Drew? Oh, you know what I could do? What, is Paul ask, for that, ask for that bottle of whiskey that I was supposed oh, to be. Oh, Ed. Did you not get any I Ed? forgot about that. Speaking no, of correspondence. Still have not got it. The official whiskey of the Baller Lifestyle, te- Texas Bourbon, Herman Marshall Distillery. Uh, I got another bottle from our good, yeah. close another. friend. Another. I'm Mike still at zero. Well, the thing is, he sent me the rye before, and okay, I drank it all. What? And he wanted to make sure I got a chance to taste the bourbon. I which, want that chance. I want that chance. Yeah, you should get. <laughs> I want that, Ed. Poor Ed. I want that for you. Look, what I can, I'm not hard to find. What I'm I can on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Saturday night, Ed. When yeah. I go to taste, when I have a taste mm. of some of this whiskey, I'll shoot you a text <laughs> and I'll describe. I'll describe yep, the just notes. like you have the previous few times. <laughs> yes, I'll Asshole. tell you. I'll give you all. It's excellent whiskey. No, as, long, as long as you're happy, but not me. I hope someday you get to try some of Mike in Houston's Herman Marshall whiskey. Uh, Thanks, in, Mike. <laughs> until next week, this has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com for Fancy Sauce for Ed Daily. I'm Brian Beckner. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Till then.